0: To Here We Grow, a grassroots podcast by Southwest Georgia Farm Credit focused on education and inspiring growth down on the farm, at home, and in rural communities. Whether you're a farmer or farm her, advocate, land lover, or southern dweller, we have industry experts and homegrown leaders ready to share their insights with you. Thanks for listening.
1: Here We Grow with Episode 9. I'm your host, Billy Billings, and I have prepared some exciting content for our listeners today with my co host, Anna Kinchin. Anna Kinchin is the marketing manager at Southwest Georgia Farm Credit, editor of our regional magazine, Wiregrass Land and Living, and producer of this podcast. Today's episode is focused on branding and marketing for ag-related or agritourism businesses, learning how to tell your farm story with captivating content and creating meaningful, meaningful partnerships and collaborations to increase your visibility and exposure. Anna and I would like to welcome Cheryl, Laura, and Kristen to our podcast. Thank you all for joining.
0: Thanks, Billy. Thanks for having us on. We really uh, appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, first on our list today is Ms. Cheryl Smith. Ms. Cheryl is a native Georgian, born in Atlanta, and currently serves the Georgia Department of Agriculture and Georgia Grown as the Agritourism Manager. She attended Clemson University, where she graduated summa cum laude with degrees in park, recreation, and tourism management. Cheryl has been the Georgia Department of Agriculture's Marketing Division since 2019 overseeing the agritourism signage program as well as working with the Georgia grown members. Prior to her current role, Cheryl was the Georgia Department of Economic Development since 1998 as tourism project manager for the 17-county northeastern Georgia mountains travel region. Miss Cheryl, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome, um, well um, quite, quite an impressive um, bio there. We got some very impressive guests today but just kind of give us a a five-minute spiel about kind of what you do day in, day out. Obviously, Georgia Grown is extremely popular in the state. has done a lot for the smaller farms and the big farms and the products that they bring to our our state. So the floor is all yours. Well,
2: Well, a lot of people don't really know what Georgia Grown is all about. It is really our marketing and economic development arm of the Department of Agriculture. We have a wide variety of services that we offer to the agricultural community. Um, We have domestic and international sales, uh, the chef's program. We have the market bulletin and social media, which helps promote Georgia agriculture. There is, um, specifically, we have the georgiagrown.com website where members uh, can have a profile and it's a great way to market and promote what you offer, whether it's a product that you sell or a service like an agritourism attraction. Um, people get their profile on there and they can, um, we use that in a variety of ways and, and offer um, information to others in the agricultural uh, community. We also have the Georgia Grown Magazine. And in the back of the magazine, which is produced once a year, we have the Georgia Grown Guide, and it lists um, agritourism attractions that are members as well as uh, members who have a product to sell. Uh, I always like to tell people it's a great uh, uh, piece to use when you're shopping for your Christmas or when you're trying to locate. uh, We have several people who have opened up Georgia-grown stores throughout the state or have a section in their store on Georgia-grown products, and it's a great way for them to look and see what's out there so that they can reach out to those folks and sell their products. Um, you can also use the Georgia Grown logo, and we market and promote uh, that that program. And so if you use the logo, then people see it, and they go, yes, I know it's a great product. It's part of Georgia Grown. We also go to a variety of, of vendor events, shows, and festivals to promote Georgia Grown. Um, with regard to agritourism, we have the Georgia – we maintain the Georgia Agritourism Registry. And then we do the, we, our program is uh, centered around the agritourism signage. There is a fee for that and um, if anybody's interested, they can always call me. I can give them an overview of the program as well as what it, what it costs to participate. Um, We have Facebook pages, Georgia agritourism, um, and then we also have a Georgia uh, grown ag, Agritourism Operators Facebook page, which is a great place to network and ask questions and, and just to, to connect with other uh, agritourism folks. We have activity sheets, and uh, we put on a symposium once a year, usually uh, uh, in, in February um, of, of the year, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and um, it's a great way to network again. Networking is really key in, in agritourism. Um, one of the things that I, we have several resources that we offer, one of them is um, the uh, Georgia Agritourism 101 Guide. It kind of gives you a, a, a front-to-back um, look at to what you need to think about when you're considering uh, an agritourism operation. And I have a sheet that I've put together with all my years of being in tourism, and it has a, it's a – it's a – about four pages, and it has information on agencies that that uh, you can connect with. Uh, agri, um, it has business resources, organizations that you can reach out to. Um, it talks about it has lists of uh, farm stay companies, uh, which is a great way for a farm to a- expand their revenues without expanding their um, their uh, farm. Um, we also have information on insurance, legislation, education, school materials, grants, funding, educational webinars, PR and marketing companies, um, safety guideline resources, as well as advertising and marketing resources. And and I'll end by saying that partnerships and networking are are key. And as always, I always forget something, and I just remembered, we do a Georgia Grown newsletter for our members. And it has great uh, opportunities for marketing and promoting your um, agricultural or your agritourism attraction. And I also do an update that has a lot of information that's different from what's in the uh, Georgia Grow newsletter. But um, please, free uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm I'm constantly talking with you know doing presentations to groups or working with. Um, Anybody that has a question about agritourism or the signage program, and I'd be glad to help you, just reach out to me.
1: Awesome. That was extremely um, beneficial information. Um, One thing about Georgians, if you're from Georgia, you love Georgia. And uh, the Georgia-grown product has definitely rallied the citizens of this state um, behind our agritourism and our agricultural products. So I think Anna's got a question for you.
0: Well, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for – providing that platform for agritourism businesses through the Agritourism Association, but then you know also the great work that you do through Georgia Grown. We personally get that publication at Southwest Georgia Farm Credit, and I use that magazine to inspire and influence some of the content that I provide to our South Georgia audience through our, our magazine and publication, Wiregrass, Land and Living. But it's an exceptional resource for those that are in agriculture um, across the state. And then for those of you that are, are tuning in today and, and listening to this episode, if you're not sure how to get started, one of the best things you could do is look around for influence and inspiration. There's really an explosion of interest in agriculture, farming, gardening, and homesteading. You know, subscribing to some of these publications, some of these podcasts, or searching for like-minded individuals on social media platforms will really benefit you. The more you like and follow, the more relative content will be fed to you through algorithms. But also look at what meaningful partnerships and collaborations can do for your business. You know, reaching out to somebody like Cheryl and Georgia Grown. Some Sometimes partnering with affiliate organizations comes with perks. You know, some of those perks are being added to directories, newsletters, social media posts, trade shows, and invites like Cheryl said to networking opportunities. Get involved, collaborate, and consider cross-selling. It's really easier than you think.
1: Yep, I completely agree, Anna. And it really is about the connections you make. Obviously, you want to have a good product to uh, to provide to the customers, but um, the network that you build, I mean, it's a lifelong friendship and family, and uh, it really does. I mean, you go to one agritourism stop on your trip, and you see a sign, or you um, you talk with the owner there, and they say, oh, we uh, just met so-and-so, and they got an agritourism spot down in, south georgia and before you know it you got the same customers coming down and and people will travel i we had a pick event at our farm last weekend and some people came from atlanta just to mm-hmm. pick fruit get in the outdoors and then uh turned right around and went back to the big city so yeah, being
0: are, on those directories really helps like your consumers find you
1: yep i completely agree well Michelle, that was great we're going to move on to our second guest today our second guest is laura rotroff laura rotroff is the vice president of marketing for kelly products Kelly Products is an agribusiness company with consumer product brands in food, wellness, and the outdoor lifestyle, as well as a business consulting service and manufacturing located in Covington, Georgia. Her role there oversees the marketing strategy, the budgets, the talent, and the marketing technology. Ms. Laura, appreciate you joining us today.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Well, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, what What do you enjoy about your agritourism um, connections and business? and Um, Just kind of some of the challenges and some of the, um, I guess, triumphs.
3: Sure. Um, I will start by just giving just a a little brief. Um, Kelly Products has been an agribusiness since 1993, um, providing manufacturing and business services. We started farming in the early 2000s, and we've launched uh, a number of consumer brands in recent years. And I would say with every business and in every venue, partnerships have always been huge for us. Um, There are a couple of our brands that I'm going to speak primarily about today, FarmView Market uh, and our family farm, Rockhouse Farm. So we launched FarmView in 2016. The concept was really unique, Um, operating a specialty grocery, full-service butcher shop, cafe, and farmer's market in one venue, and the key that it's all local. So many major grocers were doing eat-in, but it wasn't cooked to order. Local was our foundational value proposition and providing a path to market for small and local producers. Because we have so many small suppliers at FarmView, we source direct for much of it. Today, we have a network of more than 350 local suppliers. And the quality and variety of our local offering is a huge part of our value proposition. We really prize our relationships with these talented folks. Um, As our Georgia Grown um, show guest can tell you, there are so many amazingly talented food producers in our state and across the southeast, Um, and I didn't know that she was going to be on the show today. So we didn't conspire um, to talk about this, but my first um, note on partnerships was Georgia Grown. They have a wonderful program that was rebranded in the early 2000s, and we worked with them reaching out to a lot of their members about supplying the store. Um, Georgia Grown has been a great partner from day one, and we still have a preference for Georgia Grown designation, and we highlight those products throughout the store. Um, I highly recommend any Georgia producer joining the Georgia Grown program. It has wonderful resources. When we opened, we also partnered heavily with Georgia Grown's executive chef to source chefs across the state to demo local featured foods at our promotional events. She was a fabulous resource, and Georgia Grown is also well connected with the Georgia Restaurant Association. Um, The same can be said of UGA's Flavor of Georgia contest. Our general manager for FarmView served as a judge in that contest for many years alongside someone from Publix. It was a great way to meet up-and-coming producers and try hot new products. And our own farm brand, Rock House Farm, entered its chocolate milk in the contest in 2017, and we won the dairy division. Um, That's another thing. I would recommend this contest and other contests that can offer recognition, which can be used in marketing and on packaging to distinguish your brand and category. It also gives you great practice in honing your elevator pitch and telling your story succinctly. I know designations like this make a difference to FarmView when we're looking at sourcing, as well as other uh, retailers that prioritize local. Um, FoodPIC, the Food Product Innovation Center in Griffin, Georgia, um, that's also affiliated with the university, actually helped us develop our chocolate milk recipe. They are a fabulous resource for product concepting, R&D, recipe development. We've partnered with them on many projects over the years and continue to use them as a resource even now, They're helping us develop a line of energy bars for one of our other brands, um, and they're great. So today I manage our in-house marketing team with 11 members, but when we opened FarmView, I was a team of one. Um, So we worked with an agency, Object 9. They're now great friends of ours. They did the rebrand for the Georgia Grown program, and they really helped us turn our vision for the brand into A really nice suite of visuals, um, some of them still in use today, including our iconic Rooster logo. Um, Branding is vital. Uh, You want the branding to be consistent across mediums and channels. And I would say for all of our brands, we try to define really well our unique selling points and value proposition. You know, what are we offering that's different and better than what's out there? How are we talking about it in a way that's meaningful you know, know who you're trying to reach. And you can test your concepts and messaging with people that align with that key audience. It's really our, our MVV framework, which is mission, vision, values, and then our brand personification. So if your brand were a person, what characteristics would it have? One of farm views is neighborly. So how does neighborly play out in the service experience? You know, one tenant here, it's a, it's a simple thing, but our customers are guests. Um, guests who are invited to come in and visit with us, spend time in a place where they feel community. And this makes its way into the lingo that our team members use. They're not staff, they're team members. That's another family-friendly, just sort of lingo that we use when speaking to our guests um, for how to resolve issues, to the programming that we offer. Um, An example is having our suppliers come sample. You know, a great way to spend a limited marketing budget when you're starting out is sampling. We give out so many Be Our Guest cards for free food. And giving away free product as much as you can is just a really great, a great thing to do. I can tell you when we have our annual events and our suppliers sample product, they frequently sell out. It makes a huge difference to taste a product in a crowded category. And what really pushes it over the edge is enga- engaging with that producer and hearing their story. Um, like when we were launching our lunch and breakfast service, we took the menu and free samples around to local businesses to taste our menu. We held contests for followers to engage to win a seat at a pop-up where we previewed and sampled the menu ahead of launch. Um, So, again, free sampling, something that creates exclusivity, which people love. Um, We do several large annual promotions where we invite our guests to come and we share stories with them of our suppliers through demo and sampling. Um, I would say most retailers, small and large, have sampling programs you can buy into or other co-op programs you can join to have your products marketed and promoted I highly recommend looking into these and what you might be able to do with your budget. In our budget shop, we've partnered with the Beef Board over the years to run special promotions on beef, where they will actually allot and designate us money uh, to coupon Georgia Beef to all of our customers. It's a fabulous program, and they've been an amazing partner for us over the years. Um, another thing, guest experience is a priority for us, and we develop training for our team members to reflect our service-first model, but it's all in the details. The aesthetic has been a big part of both FarmView and Rockhouse Farm. When a guest visits, what are they seeing that helps cement your story in their mind? Um, Demoing is a great way to get your product out and tell your story, but it can't be overstated that the story sells. It's the words you use as well as the aesthetic or the physical depiction of your brand. Um, At FarmView, the main venues of our store are located in two barns from the late 1700s and mid-1800s. We worked with a company called Homestead Restorations out of Texas. They got the barns from upstate New York. They took the barns down. They number them piece by piece, and then they reconstruct them into different types of buildings for residential and commercial. We were the first grocery that they had done, but the effect is quite striking. And we use other antique farm equipment and implements inside to showcase pieces of agricultural history. Um, I love design in every form. We worked with a longtime family friend who owns Chadwick & Company Design on the interior. We wanted FarmView to be eclectic and warm really a mix of modern and homey, like upscale farmstead. We sourced everything from seating to finishes to signage um, to create a vibe, and it really works. And the same is true with our dairy and creamery. We thought about our process and things we could depict. Like We have a large wall graphic that shows a visual of taking a cow all the way to bottle or all the way to cheese or a finished ice cream that we sell. Um, You know, what experiences do you have that you can build in um, as a producer? Um, We've had guests salt and cut fresh cheese curds. We've had guests help us make ice cream. You know, just think about the details, how you grow your products, the production process. Anything that might seem mundane to you can be really interesting to someone who's not involved in the day-to-day. Many people that visit our dairy and creamery have never been on a working farm, Um, and we create different tour formats for different age groups and school groups, and so I guess in closing, um, you know, there's really no wrong way to, to what, answer to what your story is. The hard part or the challenge is explaining how you do what you do differently and better in a succinct but compelling way and keeping it conversational. Um, if you don't have the resources on your own team or inside, look to hire a good agency to help you. Um, you can't go wrong in making investments and creating a cohesive brand aesthetic and our state is just it's full of great resources for food producers
1: yep i completely agree and uh, you can sense your tenacity and your pride in your business um i've been fortunate enough to stop by farm view leaving athens uh pretty recently and i was um, blown away i mean that's the only word i had and um i really like what you said that your customers are your guests and i mean to break it down to, to what most of us, I mean, can relate to. I mean, just think of Chick-fil-A, you know. I mean, you can go get a chicken sandwich anywhere, but those people at 5 o'clock in the morning are happy, fired up, and that's what keeps you coming back and the good product. But um, I sensed it there at Farm View, and you can definitely sense it through you. So um, great work. Um, yeah. And, and, and appreciate you paving the way for for future agritourism ventures like yourself. It's definitely a unique model y'all got going up there, but it's definitely going on, so um Yes. Kudos and congratulations!
0: And I great, just want to say- yeah, thank you. Yeah, Chick
3: Fil A um, definitely has done a fantastic job at building a culture uh, that gets implemented time and time again consistently. They've really institutionalized their values, and that's very much um, the type of the type of values driven culture that we aspire to have.
0: I've been really excited about co hosting a podcast with Billy specifically about branding and marketing and I'm so glad that, you know, you could join us today. You have so many great points for people looking to, you know, brand their businesses. When you think about marketing, it's a cog in the wheel of what makes any business truly successful. And identifying that you want to to share that story and also what you produce and create with others is that kind of first step in marketing. But then identifying your audience and target demographic is just as important, you know, building that customer persona. Only then should you create kind of a brand and content relative to that brand. In your your years at, at FarmView or in your marketing expertise, you know, what set what do you think sets a brand apart that you see?
3: I think one of the things that sets, um, well, FarmView has an incredibly unique value proposition, and I think that alone um, makes it sort of sort of easy to easy to talk about you know we have we are truly local we have that local designation and it's something that resonates with people um this whole move back to um
0: grass smaller farming
3: and um sustainable farming and shopping local um is is really is really the engine that's driving a lot of this but i do think that also you know there's so many brands that start out um you know, all brands start out small and they have thin resources. And sometimes you can see that where they have put resources in certain areas and those areas are, are, are maybe beefed up, but they they have kind of neglected others. And I think one of the things and a lot of times it's an investment play. But like I said, you can't go wrong in the beginning, investing and creating um, not just the brand story, but the visuals. And, you know, those visuals can be pared down depending on budget, um, the channels that you're selecting can be pared down based on budget. But if you can create a set that's cohesive, and I think that's one thing that you can see with FarmView in and all of our, um, assets and all of our channels, whether it's traditional print, outdoor, digital, um, you know, event, um, interactive, there's a, there's a cohesive look and feel, there's a cohesive messaging. And I think that takes consistently, um, not just the development, but training your team members on, you know, what you are, how you're talking about what you're doing, how you're uh, providing a guest experience, whether it's on a small scale or a large scale, if that experience can be cohesive, if that message can be cohesive, if the look and feel can be translated cohesively, it makes a huge difference in how consumers are understanding with and able to engage with your brand. And so, I think really trying to build it the right way from the ground up and making investments in that from the beginning versus going back later and trying to create something um, because you're marketing or not, whether you realize it and whether you've invested in creating something that's cohesive. And so if you can really build a cohesive storyline from the beginning, it's going to pay dividends in the long run.
0: Agree. If you're listening, if managing your marketing and creating content is just simply not your thing. You may be surprised to know that there are cost-affordable marketing terms local to South Georgia that can build a package unique to you and your business. Depending upon where you are in your journey, you can find assistance creating a logo, managing your website, social media pages, video production, press releases, et cetera. So my question for those who are listening to this podcast today is, you know, what are you waiting for?
1: Yep time is now to jump, so jump right in. And, I mean, it's a it's a fun process. My family has recently grown our agritourism at our little farm. And uh, Georgia Grown has been a great resource. The university system and value-added grants have been a great resource. And, uh, I mean, we're all in this together. And, I mean, so the time is now. Get on in there. So I will say, Laura, before we move on to our next guest, uh, I consider myself a chocolate milk connoisseur. I did not get that while I was up there. So I will be coming back by here soon on my next trip to Athens to uh, try you chocolate milk. Great, yeah, please do that.
0: And what you said about storytelling is really a a, a great segue to our next guest speaker today. Kristen Troth is a first-generation farmer who got her start in Early County, Georgia. She grows cotton, corn, and peanuts there and has built a social media presence from sharing the realistic side of this lifestyle, misadventures included. She is also a writer for Growing America and our very own publication, Wiregrass Land and Living. Kristen, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was such an interesting topic to
4: talk about because I do think that storytelling is essential to what we're trying to convey to our customers and consumers in agriculture. And you know, when I started farming, I didn't have the farmer stereotype going for me. I didn't look like a typical farmer. I didn't do business like a typical farmer. And I didn't really feel like I had a seat at the table. But I also learned that sometimes you have to pull up a chair and introduce yourself. And I did that through social media, networking, and the opportunities really made my farm better. And I met a lot of great friends, and I learned how to tell my own story that way. And that's something that I hope more farmers um, stick a foot in the water with. Because the only way to ensure that the correct story is told about you is to tell the story yourself. And sometimes we can't exactly rely on the general media to do that for us. There's a lot of misinformation about farming. Um, Take what's happening in the Netherlands, like climate change is a huge deal. And a lot of people blame agriculture for things like that. But in reality, we as farmers know that agriculture and forestry are the only industries that sequester carbon and really improve things. But we also have to be the ones to tell the general public about that. And I've met so many great people through doing that, too. It's funny, like, I go out in public now, and people want to know how the dog's doing. So um, it's just a great way to meet people and to tell your own story.
1: Yep, I completely agree. I had the pleasure of meeting you a few years ago and I met the dog, um, <laughs> always right there with you. But you're right, you've got to tell the story yourself, because if not, I mean, people are quick just to click the big red button and look and see what's on TV and sometimes that's not necessarily what's going on out there and uh, there's definitely not any uh, decline in the population growth so we better continue to grow the food and, and, and better than we do the year prior because it's going to take every bit of us to, uh, to feed this world. Mm-hmm. So um, what is your favorite crop that you grow and just and why?
4: Well, my favorite crop would have to be cotton. We're involved in a lot of great partnerships with the cotton. And the bottom line is this just a fun thing to grow. It, sometimes in the growth stage it doesn't look like much. It does have an ugly duckling stage going on. Um, but then it is always spectacular to see it in full bloom and to really see the fruits of your own labor.
1: Yep, I completely agree. It's been a unique year for cotton. Uh, we're seeing a, a recent high spike of near the 130s. And now um, I believe it's dangling around in the, the, the 80 cents area now that today. So... Um, Very interesting to watch what's going on there. Normally, we kind of put a lot of our weight on the price uh, with cotton, especially when uh, we look at our Texas crop. But the Texas crop was not that good this year, and the price is still reflecting like they had a massive crop. So, definitely a learning curve year for everybody. uh, But all we can do is keep rolling. So,
4: we're involved with a great program with the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol, which really uh, emphasizes marketing U.S. cotton, um, showing the world about our management practices uh, like strip tillage, water conservation, things like that. And it's a really great program to get into um, and be able to have that sticker next to your name when you sell your cotton, verifying that you have good management practices and you're very conscious of the
0: environment. Right. You know, I think Kristen is a, a great example um, of, of how to grow your voice through social media. First of all, Kristen, you're a really great wordsmith. Really romanticize what you do in agriculture and romanticize this industry. It's how I found you. So thanks for taking that call from me that day and meet me over coffee to hear about some crazy ideas I had in the pipeline. But again, it's it's a great example what Kristen does of you know looking at the things that come natural to you. Those might be an aspiration for someone else. Not Many industries create a culture so rich as agriculture. It's not just a job. It's truly a lifestyle, and you do a good job of you know mixing two and representing both. But when you define a farmer, he or she is an optimist by trade. There is always, always a story there.
4: And I know a lot of farmers who have the uh, thinking that, well, I'm not selling a product directly to the public, so I don't need a marketing team or things like that. But that was one of the first things that I did when I started farming is I met with a graphic design team and designed a logo that, in, that included all of the crops that I was going to grow. And I think when you have something like that, it really gives your customers, whether they're in an office, you know, three states away, or if they're next door, it really gives them uh, something to connect you with. And we chose a very simple, classic design that people recognize now.
1: Right. And we just... I mean, on previous podcasts, we've mentioned this, but we just, maybe we don't take it for granted, but we just don't realize how blessed we are to live the lifestyle we have down here and to get to be in God's great outdoors every single day. So I'm stuck in the office most of the time, but I get to go visit my customers on their pretty farms, and that is my most rewarding part of my job and career. Like I said earlier, if you're, if you're thinking about doing agritourism, I mean... Call any of these three ladies up. Call Miss Anna up. Call me up, and I mean, we'll we'll be any resource we can to help you on your journey to um, make your farm more profitable, or just to share what you know you have with others that aren't as fortunate. So, um, at this time, Miss Anna has a question for.
0: Well, I don't really necessarily have a question. There were just there was something that um, Laura said that really tied in beautifully, Kristen, to what you know you just said, and really, um, you know. Hangs on, there um, are ways that you can expand your revenue in the ag industry. Um, you already have a job to do. You know you have a story to tell, but did you know you can monetize it, or at the very least grow your visibility and exposure to increase your demand? Um, I'm not talking about generating income solely from what you produce, but more so how you produce it. Um, you don't have to recreate your business to chart a a course towards something like agritourism or uh, influence up-and-coming producers, uh, see everything you do as content. You're the expert in your business. Planting a seed, fixing equipment, harvesting, packaging, successes, failures, write about it, photograph it, video it. Uh, YouTube and the how-to universe is always hungry for more. And don't get overwhelmed. Sometimes even making a mistake can result in more views or even help humanize your brand.
4: And that was something that was really surprising to me when I started this mission of chronicling my adventures and misadventures is people really go for those bad days that you have on the farm. Like, you know what, this is my first time trying this activity. It did not go so well, but you know what, I'm going to learn how to do this better. I'll try it again. And you have people giving you all kinds of ideas, people offering to come help. I mean, it, it was such a great community feeling um, with those things, and I think that really drives the authenticity of your brand and of your personal farm too.
0: Well, it makes you relatable. People like to see themselves in the brands they purchase from or do business with.
1: No, I completely agree. And if you if you go to the reality shows that the general public is used to and aware of, I mean, they like the they like the drama. And uh, looking back on our little farm, I mean the. It might not have been funny then, but I mean, when stuff's gonna break, it's gonna break at eight o'clock on a Monday morning. And seeing, seeing our mechanic and my, my dad fall to pieces and maybe throw some stuff. I mean, it wasn't funny then, but uh, it would have been great for the uh, the content of the show. And we got it fixed and we kept rolling. But uh, and looking back, it makes it all worth it. But definitely some trials and tribulations in farming every single day. And uh, that's the story that needs to be told because the food just doesn't show up at the grocery store. There's somebody uh, working hard every single day for the whole groceries season to get that to the table. So, all right. Well, that concludes our podcast with Cheryl, Laura, Kristen, and Anna. For more information or to read a transcript of today's podcast, visit our website at swgafarmcredit.com. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app to get notified of new episodes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram for great industry resources. Happy New Year, and thank you all for listening.